Welcome to the Life in the Stocks podcast, ladies and gentlemen. My name's Matt Stocks. I'm the host, and the show features unedited, in-depth, candid conversations with a wide range of musicians, actors, comedians, and creatives. If you're not already, be sure to subscribe to Life in the Stocks on your favorite podcast platform. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and indeed all major podcast platforms. Be sure to give me a follow on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok as well, at MattStocksDJ. That way you can keep up to date with all of my live Q&A dates, my DJ performances, and of course, who's coming up on the show as well. But without further ado, let's crack on with the show, shall we? Here we go. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, we're just going to go straight in. There's no time to waste because there is a gigantic cloud looming above us. We're outdoors. Yes. This is the first ever podcast I've done outdoors ever. Really? Yeah. And we're I... doing it with a basically a lightning storm coming at us. So it's kind of fun. <laughs> it is. It's got if that one of us gets of struck, <laughs> the other one just leave, leave, leave each other and just run. What an end to an interview. Yeah, yeah, leave me in the chair, leave me behind, frozen stiff. Yeah, get a good picture of me dead. A lightning bolt. Um, so yeah, usually I do them indoors in a good quiet space because I pride yeah. myself on audio quality. Yeah, we're working with what we've got and it's yeah. kind of fine. So I'm with Ben from Zebrahead, and right now it is the end of day two of Slam Dunk 2018, and yes. Real Big Fish and Jimmy Eat World are both simultaneously playing within earshot. So if you can hear a mix of the two, like a mashup. It's kind of good. Got. It is, isn't it? Yeah, greatest hits. <laughs> well, what's the like uh, a Jive Bunny mix? Yeah, when they super mix it's, everything in one thing. Yeah, I, I kind of like it when uh, DJs do that. They take like certain bands and mix it with like seventies music, mixed with rap, mixed with metal, mixed with everything. You know, that's like backstage. We listen to a lot of that kind of stuff. Is that your yeah. pre-show warm-up music? Yeah, because we can't agree on anything. Is that what it goes like? Some of us listen to metal. Some of us listen to punk. Some of us listen to hip hop. So. We listen to like the DJ mashup music where they mix everything. I guess that's kind of a metaphor for Zebrahead because yeah. you can't classify you guys 
And yeah. we were talking yesterday about how there's barely any press coverage of Zebrahead. Like, yeah. it's ridiculous. And every yeah. show you play, and I'm not just saying this to blow smoke up your ass and be kind, the well, crowds every day you play, yeah. this festival anyway, yeah. are the largest out of the whole bill. And so, obviously, the word of mouth and the, the fandom is there and people come to your shows because they know they're going to be entertained. They know that Zebrahead put on an incredible show. Um, but I guess that is just that old school pre-internet rumblings on the kind of grapevine isn't it right and everybody just picks up the word that it's going to be great and comes yeah. and then checks it out and goes I, i'm kind of come again and i guess we just feel lucky like we always go like okay well wonder if someone's going to show up today and you then we surely just, don't think that at this stage come I, on you know it's it's weird we never take it for granted like we'll do a festival like in mainland europe like friday saturday and sunday and i'm telling you i'm nervous every day but it always ends up being great but I always feel like, you know, appreciate it. could be the day. Appreciate it because it could be the last day every day. You know, even when we go on tour, sightseeing. Like I've been to Paris 30 times, but I still go to the Eiffel Tower every time because I'm like, this could be the last time. I better, I better go. Because you never know when people are going to stop caring. And I don't know how people hear of us. We don't. I mean, how we don't do press, we don't do anything. How do you think they do? If you had to stipulate, I guess. Do you people, think it is just literally word of mouth? I guess people tell their friends or the internet now or or whatever it is. But then again, the internet though, you guys aren't really that prolific with your, and I hate the phrase, but yeah. content. You know, you're no. not a band. Like your shows are fucking insane every yeah. every day, but you're not posting like high produced. You know, <laughs> we don't care. Yeah, like, you don't. <laughs> and that will make, that's what makes it yeah. even better. Yeah, you, you haven't got a videographer with you capturing it all and yeah. loading it up. So people go, "Oh my god, I never yeah. thought to check those guys out." But from yeah. the look of that show, I'm yeah. definitely going to go to the next one. We, uh, so we don't even we're lucky that. to post a photo yeah, from right. the show, and that's about it. You know, <laughs> we're not we're not good with the whole internet social media slash shit. social media yeah. slash everything. We're kind of old school. When we first started touring, there were no cell phones. You know, and so we were, we're talking about this last night touring. Yeah. And trying to keep in touch with your family. Yeah. And let, let's just go on a very quick tangent there. Yeah. Tell me what it was like trying to keep in touch with your friends, your family, or if it was pre-family, like your girlfriends, yeah. your yeah. loved ones, your parents, when there are, as you say, no cell phones, let yeah. alone no email. Yeah. Um, and you were telling me you used to, hopefully none of them are listening, but you would go into promoters' rooms and just try yeah, and we would, some time on their phone. We'd be playing clubs around the world, and we'd sneak in the promoters' room when they left, and we'd use their phones to call home, and it could be from Russia or Europe or Japan or wherever, and... And this that is was the only way like, internet phone package yeah. deals where you get like we good couldn't rates. afford we couldn't afford to be calling home and but basically from touring back in the days like you couldn't stay in contact with your friends so everyone thought you were just a jerk and you know is that all, the way it went down did you lose yeah. touch with a lot of high school almost, friends almost everybody just hit the road straight away yeah almost everybody when I graduated from college like we started touring and we didn't stop now for like twenty years so but now it's way easier people when I go away from home it's it's easier to stay in in contact like it touring now like I don't know if younger bands know it but it is so goddamn easy I don't think they do because yeah. all I seem to hear is people go man touring's tough it sucks no, get a like, real job and then you'll know what tough is you, you hate your life you can your bus with an iPad and yeah. watch any movie ever made yeah. you can FaceTime anyone you want Yeah, that's not that tough no you're sitting in a, a lounge in an airport having free drinks and and people come to your shows and they sing the words and they care about what you're doing really Go to a real job and figure out what life's really about when you're making minimum wage and you go home and hate your life. Like, it's the luckiest job there is, like, by far. And 
you weren't necessarily a minimum wage guy before the bands because you'd actually yeah. gone to high school and then college and yeah. university and you'd studied a finance degree, right? Yeah. So you were going to go down that road and yeah, I I, become kind know, of guaranteed super successful. But tell me about the story yeah. with your dad and the advice that you asked of him. Well, I got a finance degree and then like, I didn't want to, it was too serious for me. So I went back to school and got a marketing degree. And then my dad's like, the band was doing okay and labels were looking at us. And I was like, I didn't believe any of it anyways. Cause like, really, we're not going to get signed. But then, like, this guy came up to us after a show was like, oh, I know people at labels. And you're like, yeah, right. Everyone says they do. And our next show had 13 major labels at it. 13. 13. And then all of a sudden, we got signed, like, instantly. And my dad's like, hey, I worked my whole life. I hated when I worked. I'm retired now, and I finally enjoy life. You need to do this. Quit your job. Go have fun. And your family's here for you if and when it ends. Don't be miserable do what you want and it's like it's the truth though it's like if you go through life doing what everybody else wants you to do no matter how much money you have you're gonna think your life sucks so the grass is always greener isn't it, it is the grass is always greener but you what a great piece of advice though because yeah. I guess the traditional story especially with yeah. maybe punk bands is yeah. their parents actively discourage it oh yeah they're like why are you wasting your time doing that especially yeah. when you were coming up like the yeah. idea of making a career and a profession out of playing that kind of music was, was not, not commonplace or no and it it's kind of crazy that it's been our only job for 20 years now. So when I'm home... Everyone in the band, straight yeah, up. Our drummer has a road case company that he kind of does on his own, but none of the rest of us do. I just kind of hang out with my family, you know? I, I enjoy it, so... Well, I was just in Los Angeles, yeah. and I tried to connect, and you were like, I'm out of the madness of Hollywood. Yeah. I'm with my two boys. So you've now obviously come full circle, and you're a dad. You've got two yeah. teenage boys. Yeah. What's that like for you as a fucking guy who's seen the madness that is out there for young boys? Yeah. And you know, like, you're wise to they just what's can't, happening. They can't get away with shit with me. Like, when they're trying to pull baloney, I, I I instantly know and they don't like it. But it's the funnest thing in the world. Cause, because I have two teenage boys, like, what I live in Southern way, California. Then? What are their names? Uh, Noah and Dylan. Nice. But, like, we live by the beach, so they like to surf. We go to skate parks. Like they enjoy the stuff that I enjoy doing, so it makes it. There's makes no it animosity. Fun. You're no. you what I like to call a rad dad. Well, they still think they, I'm a loser. <laughs> they still think I'm a, a dipshit because they listen to hip hop. Right. So they're like, and they're all about the hip hop. Yeah, exactly. They don't know and don't care. <laughs> yeah. And I try so hard, but it's kind of like that yeah, to each his own. They they enjoy a little Slayer, things nice. like that. But for the most part, it's hip hop. So well, it's crazy for me because hip hop when I grew up and when you grew up it was a very different thing to hip hop now like yeah. it's all that mumble rap bullshit and you that's can't what understand they like. what they're saying yeah. there's no social message like yeah. hip hop for me was the black punk yeah. it was about taking a social message from the street to yeah. the masses yeah. and it was aggressive confrontational yeah. political and now, and it's, now it's none of that yeah or money or just yeah. nothing just yeah. a couple of old boys at slam dunk yeah hate on the new shit yeah I, it's like i don't hate the new stuff but i can't get into it as much but then again like i find myself when they play this stuff in the car i end up enjoying it you did yeah because of the beat because of oh, the, the beat and in the hook their enjoyment of it as well and, like, yeah they love, it. They love it so much that it's hard not to enjoy it like when you it's almost like because i never got into classic rock or anything to me my classic rock is like uh, fat records punk that's you your know? classic rock yeah really? to me that's my classic rock so let's go in on that though because yeah. you came up at exactly the right time in exactly yeah. the right place yeah when the seeds of all of that like everyone in my generation will probably know of 
no effects green day offspring rancid pennywise etc yeah but you were there for that social distortion yeah like socal oc og yeah. punk wave to, yeah. to backtrack where did you grow up um in orange county uh southern california so like when I was in high school, you'd go to a backyard party and it would be like Sublime playing or No Doubt or The Offspring or Lagwagon was always around playing or the smallest little venues or like parties. And in, it, every weekend there was something cool. So all the bands that ended up big five years later all were for almost like near our hometown. So it was easy to see. You didn't know how spoiled you were. You just thought going to shows was fun. And you're later on you realize how lucky you were. When yeah. you're saying house parties, do you literally yeah. mean people's houses and there's no entry on the door and there's just like yeah. a keg and Keggers. a band in the background? Yeah, keggers. And it like, just even happened like, to be the bands that went watching, on to define yeah. their generation. Even like today watching like Guttermouth play today, yep. like Guttermouth went to my high school, so the kegger parties would have Guttermouth playing for my high school. So it was like a whole, we didn't realize like... Because you don't assume that's going to go anywhere, do you? No. you're just in the moment. You and... just know that that's a local band. But then all of a sudden, when they offspring and... Were they big... the first one from that area to take off? I um, guess Social Distortion pre even... that, but... Yeah, it's Social Distortion of before that. that in... But in Southern California, Social Distortion are like gods. It's yeah. so yeah. big. But they're like, like the, the clash yes. of that region. Yeah, it's in, it's insane. Like, But, you know, he 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 deserves it. He's, he's awesome. He's freaking, you know, Mike Ness. So... Yeah. But all kind of at the same time, it was like The Offspring and, and No Doubt and all these bands. And even then Real Big Fish took off and lit. And like they were all from all within a rock's throw of our house. So well, I would be going to their shows all the time. So it was it was kind of incredible. Let's hone in on a few individual bands if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah. So Sublime, first of all. Yeah. I toured recently with Sublime with Rome. That was a great honor for me because I love yeah. those songs. But yeah. It's not Sublime without Bradley. That's not to take anything away from what Rome yeah. does, but you grew up watching. And I mean, you know, tell me Rome about is, that guy. He's Rome got is amazing. He's a great like, singer. He great blows singer. my mind. The first time I saw it, like I still go see Sublime with Rome in Southern California, but going to see Sublime back in the day was like a 50-50 chance. Was he sober enough to play or not? And it was almost like a, it was a weird experience. You'd go to the show going, they might play tonight. They might not play tonight. And some nights it would just be him acoustic trying to play some songs. In other nights, it would be the best thing you've ever seen in your life. There was something about him, though, because no matter... They would what play... What do you think it was? I don't, he was just touched with that grace. His voice right? is so soulful yep. and so amazing. He was connected to that reggae spirit, wasn't yeah. he, in a true way. And they played, like, every night of the week in, in Southern California. And so if you wanted to see him, you could see... And they would sell, literally, CDs out of the back of their car. But everybody had it, and everywhere they played, people showed up. So... And then, it, you know, obviously depressing. He died before they, they hit big. But you could tell there was something about him that was going to be really big. Era-defining. I didn't know really? him, though. I wish that, uh, you, know, I'd, I'd, you know, I'd been to freaking 50 shows, but I'd never, I'd never met him. I was always too, like, quiet, timid kid in the back of the venue, like, just trying to watch, you know. What about a band? I mean, no doubt they're a super interesting group because yeah. they came from that whole scene. Yeah. And everybody who knows punk rock or ska punk knows, no doubt, from coming from there. Yeah. But then a pop girl who likes Nicki Minaj will know yeah. of Gwen Stefani because yeah. she has absolutely transcended rock mu guitar music. Yeah. Like, she's a pop queen. Yeah. And so when you see a band like that early on, 
Is yeah. there signs from Gwen that she is like a star in the making? Or were they just... Because Blondie, I've always heard, yeah. were just like the shit as CBGB's band. Yeah. Like from anyone in that era, they were like New York Dolls, Ramones. Like, yeah. But Blondie were kind of the joke. And then obviously, again, Blondie became like... Huge. Huge. Yeah. What was the case with No Doubt? You know, in, in it, the weird thing about No Doubt is in Orange County, they were humongous for like 10 years before the rest of the world caught on. So before so Tragic Kingdom. Was, yeah. She was like a superstar in Southern California before Tragic Kingdom hit in the rest of the world. And it was bizarre because you'd see him play in Southern California and there'd be thousands of people. And then you'd go see Straight him. Straight up. Yeah. And there'd be you'd go outside of Orange County and there'd be like 100 people. So there was somehow Orange County picked up on it. And it took like 10 years because they put an album. I forget, it was like the self-titled one and they put Beacon Street like singles out. The one with spiderwebs on it. Um, no, that was that was on the Tragic Kingdom one, I think. But they had like right. a, a, a album that they recorded, I think, for their major label, and it, they didn't want to put it out. And so in Orange County, we had all these ten years of no doubt before Ooh, they got big. Stuff. Yeah, you know. So I think everyone where we live just always looked up to them already, because when you live there, you don't realize the rest of the world doesn't know who they are. You just think, wow, they're big everywhere. You don't realize like how the music world really is. Is like. From country to country, the biggest band in your country doesn't exist in another country. Yeah. Like, the biggest band... And there's no way of knowing that, again, no. in a pre-internet age. No. No, not at all. Like, you, you know, the biggest band from England, you go to Germany and no one's heard of them. And it's the weirdest thing, you know? So, Let, Let's talk about um, who is the other... It's a real big fish. What an interesting one, because... Yeah. I don't know how real you want to get, but I'd like to try and ask your opinion. Like yeah. Aaron, for me, is such a fascinating individual yeah. because he's so shy and reclusive yeah. and quiet. He really is. But then he gets on stage and he becomes this... He's got like a persona. He has. He's got that almost split yeah. personality vibe. But yeah. he's, he's like a fucking Chuck Berry of Scar. Yeah. Like his he's guitar a... ability, his songwriting skills. Yeah. yeah. He's a really good guitar player. People don't realize that. Like no one really understands because he's playing upbeat ska they think oh you know anybody could do that but he's a really good guitar player and he is that guy if you hang out with him he's super shy super quiet but then you see him play live and he's got the confidence of a million people so because he dons the shades and the shirt and becomes yeah. his character he becomes he becomes like a different person on stage he really does because backstage and, and hanging out with them he's super polite very kind like and just unassuming and in the corner almost yeah like doesn't want to be spotted totally what, what was he like as a kid um you know we we did early tours with them and he's kind of always been that way really he's just always a really nice guy like i've never i've, I've known him for like 15 years i've never had a run-in bad with him to be honest like even speaking frankly i've never even gotten an argument with aaron and I think we played more shows with Real Big Fish than any band that we've ever toured with. Really? They're the yeah. one? Yeah. I think that's the band we probably played the most shows with. So. All, all over the world. Like, every continent. So, What was it that drove you to quit finance marketing and the respectful professional path <laughs> and trade in for a life of rock and roll? I hated it. Really? I never would have been happy. Like, it's... For some people, they enjoy it, like the knowing of having a paycheck and knowing what you're going to make a week security. and stability. Yep. And I would still, to this day, I wouldn't change a thing. I would trade it in to be able to see the world because you know life is backwards; it's flipped. When you're old enough to see the world and travel, you're too old to really enjoy it. So I feel like I'll enjoy it now, and I guess I'll worry about it later. <laughs> you know? 
that's the approach the, I think everybody should tackle life with. Yeah. Because the, the, it doesn't last forever. The 70 year old doing the driving the Ferrari isn't really enjoying it like a, no, a 25 year old dude driving the Ferrari. His foot can't quite push it to the <laughs> yeah. floor. So he's like, so, so honestly, life is backwards. If you could somehow know. Well, that later classic on. Faces song, right? Yeah. I wish that I knew what I know now when I was younger. Yeah. But so you really, just get out there and, and then do the older it. you get, you realize every you day, yesterday you were stupid. Yeah, 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 yeah. And every day it clicks in your head like, God, the decisions I made yesterday, if I could just. But that also is called evolution and yeah. maturity and progress, right? Which yeah. hopefully we're all striving towards. Because if you're not, then you're kind of stagnant and stuck. I mean, again, yeah. another tangent for me is getting to do what I do, which is nowhere near the same level as you, but just yeah. to be immersed like the stage we're on today yeah. and the bands that are on there obviously a lot of them are from your specific area yeah but the community and the genre for me it's the only true community like left in guitar music i've yeah. found because metal is very very different and metal's a lot more based on competition and yeah like, let's tear down the other guy let's push him aside like, pop punk and skies it's more of like a family thing everyone helps each other it's not a competition it's more like everyone's it's like family because you play with a lot of the same bands all over the world and if you treat people bad karma's gonna get you you know life is about I don't know if karma is real but life is about coming back to get you when you shit on people life is gonna shit on you and you might get away with it for a while but it's gonna eventually catch up to your ass so have you ever shit on anyone and had it come back um be honest <laughs> I'm sure I have. I'm, 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 I'm positive, positively sure. I'm going through a divorce right now, so I'm feeling like I must have shit on somebody really bad. And it's really getting me right now. Have you, you know? ever not shit on anyone and had someone fucking come yeah, back? Oh, and, definitely. Yeah? Who's, definitely. who's been the biggest piece of shit to you, Ben? Um, I would say my soon-to-be <laughs> ex-wife. Right. Yeah. That's a no-brainer. <laughs> yeah. In the music world? In the music world, we've been really Come lucky. Come on, call them out. You have been lucky. We've been lucky. We haven't really crossed even the bigger bands. Like, we've done shows with Blink-182 and Green Day, and they've all been very respectful and great to us. So, like, I, I, I wouldn't complain a bit. Even, like, we tour a lot with, like, Les and Jake, and they strike their drums for us, or Real Big Fish does, and... And it kind of makes you learn from that. Like, you would never not strike your drums for a local band because so they could have a good show, you know? That's so, a punk and ska thing as well, I think. Yeah, like, because it's not... You need to make room for everyone to have a show. And I, that's one thing I've noticed in the metal world. They don't do that. No, and you yeah. don't... Well, you do. In fact, you do. But what I really love about doing this stage is yeah. you'll get other bands watching other Yeah, bands. all day long. All, all day long, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm feeling guilty we're not watching Real Big Fish right now. I know, right? <laughs> Here's what's up, though. I've yeah. seen Real Big Fish 17 times in the last year. Oh, my god! So gosh. I feel okay about not seeing them right now. Yeah. Because I'm hanging out with you. And yeah. I want to point out to our right is a full moon up yeah. in the sky. Yeah. We've got a, a constant train of cars exiting from the right. And then the occasional... Like, this really... If this was a video podcast, this would be a fucking... It's like it's the, a beautiful moment, isn't it? This is we're, like and we're like in the middle of a football field with spotlights everywhere and, and lightning aliens storm behind should, you. Aliens should just shoot down right now. And if we had a table with roses, life. you would need to bring like some girl on a date here. This yeah. is like the, with Jimmy Eat World serenading you off in the distance. And here we are. Oh, there's yeah. no one I'd rather be with. <laughs> Imagine if, in fact, a UFO landed there right now and just beamed us up like in the chair like this. We just slowly went. 
Well, I guess uh, Blink-182 would have known about it ahead of time. So. Yeah, well, only yeah. one member who's now no longer in the band specifically. True. He Very fucking true. is so in on that, isn't he? He's you know convinced. what? He, he seems so crazy at first. But now with these things happening in the U.S. and the Congress coming clean on some of their funding and a lot of the shit he's saying is kind of coming true. So he's not looking so crazy anymore. And also it's more interesting than what's my age again yeah isn't it with yeah. all due respect to a great song yeah it, I'm more interested in the dude that's like I could just go through the motions and be in this band yeah but instead always a ballsy move for him to, so to not do it like incredibly ballsy and incredibly ballsy for Blink-182 to to replace him but Matt Skiba's amazing so and those that album and a few of those songs are so good that you know they both got what they wanted and with Feldman producing as well, it's almost like that kind of a... Uh, watch yeah. the Star Wars reference, because I'm not a guy who's... Or maybe it's Star Trek. The Triforce? What is it when you have I don't them? know. You, I thought you were a Star Wars guy. I like Star Wars, but... but not that much. No, maybe, it, maybe not. Maybe it's not Star Wars. What else yeah. did I want to ask you? I wanted to pick your brain about a couple of things. So, uh. for me, what makes a band last the test of time yeah. is friendship. Yeah. Like, I've, I kind of notice straight up when a band is a collective of fellow musicians who are paid to play music together yeah and then at the end of that day they go their separate ways and then they see each other in six to eight months time and do it again yeah are you guys all like tight and best friends like you seem that you yeah. are because i think that's what makes bands truly unless you're we, say fucking guns and roses and you've got the money to not get on it they, must be really fucking hard to bands not be that best big friends. i couldn't i couldn't imagine because you you each have your own bus. You each travel to different hotels. You do all this. If it's always so money, weird to us. Do that? No, because we like takes the hanging whole out. Experience out yeah, it? and if you're alone, you're always bummed no matter what you're doing. So, like, for us, we don't even like having a double-decker bus because then you don't see people and know when people are going out to go sightseeing or go somewhere in the day. So we're kind of lame in the way. We like to hang out together. It's more fun. That's not lame. That's, yeah. that's for me, the beauty of bands. Yeah, and I see it when it's there and on display. Yeah. It's so inspiring because, as you say, you could have just gone and got that job. Yeah, and but why not enjoy that. the world with your friends? If you get and paid to travel, yeah, with your best friends and play yeah. music, yeah, it's that's what's you up. win. So I want to know your best rock and roll story. Top of the list, number one. Oh, like man. if you're in a pub and someone comes up to you, like a fan. Yeah, and they want to be impressed by like the craziest, coolest story you've got. Man, we've 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 had a, or top three, a few of the enough. ultimate ones. <laughs> Have you? Okay, well, uh, come on. <laughs> one of the most controversial ones we ever had was at a festival in Germany. There was like this weird altercation that went down, where it ended up one of the crew guys from Slayer, our manager managed Motorhead too. And he ended up getting a fight with our manager, and then somehow we ended up in the middle of it. And then it ended up us versus Slayer in this huge fight. Straight up. And it was you the craziest Terry thing. King. Well, it was their crew, but the greatest thing in the world is like, it was such a weird misunderstanding that I grew up I grew up following Slayer show to show. They're like my favorite band ever. So when this is going down, I'm like, no, I love Slayer. We ended up later on that night in their dressing room it was Tomarai's birthday we're eating Tomarai's birthday cake and singing happy birthday to him and drinking tequila shots all with, with black eyes and broken noses no but like <laughs> honestly like uh, none of us got hit 
But <laughs> that means you won. No, no, no. <laughs> Dennis Slayer got hit either. It was it was basically a, our fun. manager at the time said some some stuff and upset some of them. And I mean, and you guys did the right thing and supported your guy. And we just tried to break up the fight. Right. But it ended up being like this weird thing. But it, because it was such a dumb misunderstanding, I got to have birthday cake with my favorite band in the world and do tequila shots with Carrie King. And it was like, I, I'll never forget that. It was like the most awesome thing ever. Because so, we don't really fit in the genre of Slayer. Yeah, when but they can gonna... still be my goddamn favorite band, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they straight up off. Yeah. Yeah. Them and, well, I listen to everything. So them and Jawbreaker. Those are like my two favorites. Wow. So. That's a wide shot. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. You mentioned you had a few. There's one. Give yeah. me two more. Um, <laughs> I'm just I really crazy. like Lagwagon a lot. No, I mean fucking rock and roll stories. Oh, okay. I don't know um, what bands you like. That's. That, I mean, that's interesting. But. Yeah. Fights of Slayer Jeez. is way cooler. Yeah, in, in that the one, ones it, that you can tell. But see, that one, got, that one progressed. Like, I'll tell part two of it because okay. <laughs> so the the tour manager Slayer didn't know it was squashed. So the next day we were playing a festival in Austria, and we have some friends that playing uh, Green Day's band, and they came Green up Day's to us. Band. Yeah. Oh, like, like yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. And they came up to us going, "Hey, man, we were told like." If if something goes down, there's a big conflict between Slayer and Zebrahead. <laughs> if something goes down... Why did Blabbermouth not pick this up? <laughs> it's, it's, seriously, if something goes down, we need we have to stay out of it. I just want you guys to know about this. And we're like, what? We had birthday cake and shots with them last night. And now all of a sudden, Green Day knows that there was a feud between Zebrahead and Slayer? Green like, really? Slayer in. would fucking kill us, by the way, because we don't know how to fight. We're the but biggest... There are more of you. Uh... There's way yeah, more you of would, them. You wouldn't want to get Matty involved, would you? I mean, I love no, Matty. No, we're, we're definitely not fighters. They would they would definitely kill us. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no, you don't understand. This was a huge misunderstanding. But then now, one of my other favorite bands, Green Day, hears this story. And, and, they're, thinks, and they're like, we should support our Bay Area friends, right? It, Fuck these OC guys. You, basically, they were just like, oh, well, if it goes down, we were told to stay out of this. And we're like, there is no beef. There is no anything, really. Like, it was a misunderstanding. Like, no, 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 it's all good. And then, so it... Then we all kind of ended up hanging out that night too, drinking more tequila and having fun. Amazing. So, that that went a, a weekend of weirdness, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, festivals are so funny like that. You yeah. guys obviously are on so many different kind of bills. Yeah. Have you ever crossed paths with a big pop diva and had any fun experiences in that world? Uh, you know, because you guys for me are yeah. a very pop band, and you could be on like a. I mean, I could see you guys on tour opening up for Britney Spears and it going over incredibly well, right? I, mean, I don't know. Like dude, we've Lady never... Gaga took out the darkness and yeah. they opened up for her. She took out it... Baby Metal too, right? Did she really? Yeah. In the States, she took out Baby Metal. And to me, that's awesome. I could see you guys yeah. opening up for Gaga too. I, I Britney would... Spears maybe more so. That'd be fucking hilarious. I would do it in a second just because I think it would be funny. Hilarious. But I think the crowd would probably hate us. Have yeah. you ever been in that world at all? You ever fucking hung out never with like, really, like Missy Elliott? Or... No, no. Not at all. We're not... We're not a household name enough to meet these famous people. No. We're just kind of those guys that fly under the radar and somehow people come to our shows. You know? Going back to where we started. Yeah. yeah. Like, most people have never heard of our band, but if you go to a show, somehow there's people there. You Let know? me ask you this, dude. Do you ever feel snubbed by the press? Because for me, when you yeah. work as hard as you guys do, and yeah. like, I had a joke with you earlier, like, yeah. everyone was setting up the stage before your set, and I turned around, and you're there, like, placing bottles on the bar and part of me was like that's so funny that the fucking bass player in Zebrahead is fucking like prepping the bar during, the most important during part of the show as if to be like 
that's but it is for you guys like yeah. every like element of the show is as important as the sound yeah and i think that's why people come back time and time again so i guess my question is when you work as hard as you do yeah. and you're a very dedicated band and you're a fucking grafting group of guys yeah. like people will come and see you just be like oh they're just pissed and they sail out into the crowd an inflatable boat and yeah it's all funny but the work that goes into a show like that like yeah you can't just turn up fucking drunk and pull that off time and time and time again. Yeah. So do you ever feel like, fuck, is no one ever going to like give us recognition for our, at least a hard work, if not yeah. the art or the craft? You know, like a, a lot of people from home always at, like ask that question. But for me, I kind of don't. I don't feel bummed at all because the thing is, is like for me, winning is just getting to play music all over the world and having anyone hear of us. And, like, we go and play in Russia, and there's people there. We play in, like, the Ukraine. We'll play in Japan. We'll play anywhere. And people show up, and to me, that's winning. Like, if the press doesn't cover us or people go, oh, it's, they're a ska, punk, rap, whatever band. I can't take that serious. Well, you know, like, I get Someone's to just play. gone rogue, by the way. I know. They almost <laughs> hit us. Like, to me, we've already won, you know? So I don't need it. Genuinely, you're not yeah. just saying that to fucking. Seriously, like I've been, I've been playing music for 20 years, and that's been my only job. I won, you know. Humility is the most important thing in yeah. this game. I think the minute you lose that, that's when the problems start. I think, and yeah. again, like that for me is why you guys exist as a unit and enjoy yeah. the success that you do. Well, as soon as you think you're special, there's a, a freaking million people more gifted in everything than you do every in everything. And if people think that, like, I'm successful because I'm awesome or amazing, it's going to catch you. The only exception to that rule yeah. is the Rolling Stones. And I, <laughs> and, I, and I heard this story from someone, yeah. and this is the greatest thing I've ever heard. Like, we're talking a lot about humility and yeah. not shitting on the little guy and paying yeah. your dues and all of that. I can almost guarantee this is a thing. The Rolling Stones, whoever they book to open up for them, yeah. they make, not the crew, the crew are fine, but the band, whoever the band is who supports the Rolling Stones, they make each member buy a ticket to the show. No way. Not because they're dicks, yeah. just because they're like, we're the Rolling Stones. Yeah. And they obviously get paid a handsome wage to open up for them, yeah. but that's just this old school thing that the Stones have where they're like, yeah. if you open up for us, you have to buy your own ticket yeah. and now that for me is the only exception to that rule where I think that is fucking cool but, uh, and because I, in I their think case, that's actually funny I like that in their case they have they have fucking earned the right yeah that's not even being a dick that's no. just kind of like that's but fucking rad I right? would buy a hundred tickets to get to open for the Rolling Stones yeah. so <laughs> I'd be hey, Nick, just to set the scene because I forget this is an audio podcast the, be- yeah. the beautiful scene that we set earlier is now descended into the festival's almost over and because it's in a field rather than a city it is that kind of mad rush to yeah. exit before everyone does so what we have now is a queue of cars on the paths that we described earlier but now people are just cutting through and driving across the lawn which me and Ben are directly in the middle of yeah um you mentioned a few exotic locations earlier. Yeah. Have you got any good exotic location travel stories about shows you've played in, say, perhaps Japan or Russia? Just um, crazy. Because the reason I ask people these questions is because a lot of people who listen, A, maybe don't get to go to those places, but yeah. B, they certainly don't get to go into, like, the belly of the beast and into the lion's den. Yeah. And experience, like, cowboy promoters or insane yeah. crowds. or yeah. Does anything like that spring to mind from, say, South America or Asia or um, where you're just like, uh, this is a hairy situation? You know, 
hairy situation. Somehow, I, I, nothing really worries well, me. Maybe magical. Situation. We've been in. We've been in the Ukraine, like when the conflict with Russia was happening, and there was like tanks going down the street, and like the areas were bombed out. And but somehow, you kind of always feel safe. I've never once felt in danger, and maybe I should, but I just think if you if you don't think about it, what are the odds of something really happening while you're there? Like. It's things are brewing for years and years and years, and I know that's super naive and stupid, but that's kind of the way I cope with it. Anytime we go to any, <laughs> any anywhere, that's, you know, that's, that's yeah. kind of the way I cope with it. It is. Anytime naive we go somewhere weird, it's kind of like, well, what are the odds of something happening in the next two days? Fuck it, let's yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. There, there yeah. is real truth in that beautiful, blissful ignorance, yeah. though, isn't there? Yeah. Because you know, Russia is a country that has been in like I studied Russian history at yeah. college, and for centuries that place has been tearing. Yeah. Its and it's own one of my apart. favorite countries to it's visit. Really? Oh God, it's amazing. The crowds are absolutely insane. The shows are incredible. The people treat you so good. It's one of my favorite places to go. And it's so many people from home are like, oh my God, you're going to Russia again? Are you crazy? No, I'm not crazy. It's awesome. You say that. I had a friend who was, and I've traveled with him, so he invites a lot of carnage, but yeah. he was drugged and mugged within two hours of landing in Moscow. And he oh. woke up in a ditch without any of his possessions. Okay. Literally well, two hours after he'd yeah. landed. But I say that knowing that he's the kind of guy that would have walked into the most Russian of pubs yeah and going I'm from England does anyone want a shot like a total and lovable idiot and, and, and you're looked after you're picked we're up we're looked after yeah. very well and we have promoters with us and promoter reps and so it's not the same thing as like a random tourist looking lost we never look lost so I guess I have a special arrangements when I travel where I don't really have to worry about anything like we'll get off a plane in places and it's just taken care of so, once again, uh, I'm lucky. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Yeah. I haven't asked you anything at all about Zebrahead, really, like actually like about the band. Yeah. Um, and I feel like anyone listening to this who's a big fan of the band will be yeah. like, you're just talking about all kinds of other shit. That's kind of what my show is about. <laughs> yeah. And that's how I roll. So yeah. get used to it, people. <laughs> but um, I guess you're a band that's had a lot of different lineup changes, a lot of different yeah. shifts. And um, I want to talk to you, first of all, 
about Ali and yeah. that dude because he for me I love you and you're my guy yeah. but Ali is maybe like the most attentive sweet generous he's, sincere human he's like the nicest guy you'll ever meet. I've maybe ever met yeah he's, the, he's what's literally the nicest like, guy why is he so nice what's up with that I don't know he's the guy like <laughs> if you if you called him and your car was broke down 100 miles away he'll be the guy that'll get in his car and go save you like I think it comes from his family though because his upbringing his parents are so awesome and he has a sister and like the family is so close and they do all kinds of family stuff together so he is the guy like if you ever have trouble he'll doesn't matter what he's doing it doesn't matter what it costs him he'll fix it you invite him to your house he brings gift cards and food and like it's like no dude just want you to come over you don't even have to bring a bottle of wine like just come over and he comes over with like he's just that guy like he's the genuinely the nicest guy ever is he an OG member or no? Yeah. He, he yeah. Is. So who are the OGs? Uh, me, Ed, and Allie. And then Dan... So did you all go to school together? Or? Uh, we all went to the same high school. Yeah. Um, and then Maddie's been in the band for like 12 years. And Dan for like six or seven maybe. And Dan plays in a... What the fuck's Dan's story? Because his parents are British, right? And he's He was born of... in Sheffield. Right. Yeah, and he plays <laughs> he plays in a, a, a hardcore band called Death by Stereo also. Yeah, and he's and the most, like, metal, rock fucking... He's, the, he's like, the craziest son of a bitch in the history of the world. <laughs> he's out of control, but Even I love him. voice, he's like, yeah, bro. Yeah, he won't sleep, and he'll just party as long as you let him. And Straight up, I experienced that last night. I, yeah. I, I'm not really partying on this tour, but I was yeah. up with them till four, and it was like, oh, I'm tired, man, I'm going to go to bed. And he goes... You're going to bed already? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah, it's 4 a.m. I've got to be up yeah. at fucking like 9. He's like, yeah. oh, all right. <laughs> and he'll get up with you at 9? And he'll... <laughs> I don't know about that. He's in like... He, we'll, he's in gnarly shape. He goes jogging. He lifts weights. And yeah, he's, he's ripped. He's ripped. And you just go... Dude gets no sleep, lifts weights and exercises. And parties And like parties more than anyone in the world. How is he alive? People are built in that kind of way, I think, yeah. to just take like I know a dude Matthew Pritchard from Dirty Sanchez he's been on this show as well Yeah, the middle is peaking right now this yeah. is such a fucking rad moment I know it's it, great put it there um, there's certain people that are just like mentally and physically peak yeah like they can just handle and take anything and yeah. they're just put on this earth to push he's, it right he's that guy and he's that guy he's that guy you will never hear him complain if any of us complain the best thing ever happened when he joined the band was like if anyone complained oh I'm, I'm tired and he'd be like oh I'm so tired. I'm in Paris and I got to play a concert and people want to come and they're paying money to hear me play songs. Life is so hard. And you go, and everyone has those moments. Yeah. And everyone has those. And you moments. pinch yourself and you go, good God, Dan is so right. Anybody complains today, shut the hell up. And that he was the biggest boost of energy ever to us because he will never complain. He comes from sleeping on floors for 15 years and still wanting to do it every single day. Yeah. You know, Creatively, does that inject a new lease of a hundred percent life in the zone He's as well? Really like into writing songs and and working. So when we're home, Dan's always the one that calls. Hey, let's get together, write songs. Let's do this. Let's do this. He's just he he is motivation. So and my final question, and this is quite a raving question. Yeah. To end on, I'm not going to name any names, but okay. someone came up to me today and was like, Zebrahead are easily the best band of this bill every day like the energy the show but this one individual who i won't name you don't actually know him so yeah. i don't know why i keep saying that i guess i'm just trying to freak him out i mean her yeah. or it <laughs> they were like 
they need a new anthem yeah to update and like so my question to you yeah. is what's going on with the new music situation because yeah. i feel like people they, they don't just love the show they yeah. obviously love the music as well yeah. so what's going on with the new tip the new shit we've and is it going to be fucking finished radical? recording and we recorded 24 songs <laughs> well, so that's a good answer <laughs> we either got a we, we recorded a, 24 not yeah even right, right we recorded 24 so we got to narrow it down and decide like are we gonna how we're gonna put it out and and decide how many songs make the record and i mean i really like it but it's always a crapshoot are other people gonna like it i guess for us the only way we can get by it is like if we like it i hope other people do if as long as we like it then it's we got to be cool with it do you know that there's an anthem in there at least I don't know. I'd never even thought that Anthem would do good. Like, I don't know. Like I, I'm aware well, you did call it Anthem. Though. Yeah, you know why? Because we couldn't think of a name. <laughs> really? And it had the word Imagine in the if chorus. it was like a really unpopular song. Like, yeah. This next song's called Anthem. I was like, cool. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's no Anthem, buddy. <laughs> yeah, we just couldn't think of a name for it. And it was in the, the word was in the chorus, which, yeah, whatever. Who cares? Just name it that. Because yeah. we, sometimes after working on songs for that long, you just kind of get frustrated. And we, like, that song had so many different forms that we changed and changed and changed. So at the end of the day, it was like, oh, I can't even tell if it's good anymore. I have no How idea. do you guys record? Like, do you fucking party and have it large in we, the studio we, as well? We do do, do shots you... at the studio to loosen up. You do? Yes. And we have friends come by. We don't like to keep it secretive. We like to like to have a so good time. So you almost try and replicate what you do on stage in the studio to yeah. capture the energy and the vibe. Because if, if we're too serious and too conservative, then it, you could tell. Like we've, we had a, an album in the past where we took it super serious and we were trying to way too hard. We kind of realized like that wasn't us. It was it came across so vanilla and lame. that. What was the album? Get Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, I'm nah, going to brush over it. Get Nice. Fucking hell. Yeah, dude. I keep saying this is my last question, and I ask loads more. <laughs> you notice that I have no more questions. This yeah. is just a statement. Um, I fucking love you, dude, and oh. I really appreciate. Well, thank you for not just me letting that. me ride with you on this ride, but yeah. like every time I've done this festival, it can kind of be lonely when you're yeah. DJing because yeah. a band has the crew, the band. You're in a group, a team. Yeah. And when you're solo and you're there all day, you can kind yeah. of just float around and almost feel like a a ghost in the midst of this awesomeness yeah and it can get pretty solitary and lonely and yeah. i like last year you guys really embraced me and yeah. took me under your wing and showed me love and yeah. i'm eternally grateful for all of the above like for the ride for the friendship oh well thank you for man. the time and the attention to just like here's a dude that's kind of on his own hanging out let's well yeah, that's our thing is that you i don't want anyone ever to feel like they don't have a place to go i didn't know if you had a last year i didn't know if you had a dressing room or wherever it's like i had nothing dude your room, <laughs> our room is your room come on in like the more the merrier so like it, that that's the thing like big bands dressing room far away no one's allowed in not fun compounds yes no compounds unless your face is on this laminate yes you cannot enter we've made our we've made our own signs and put Have around you. festivals with those <laughs> anytime you see one of those we stick our own faces on and we make signs that say do not let these guys in no matter what and we put our own faces on the sign and we post it around the festival because come on and it was, that was Blink-182 who did that, which is really shameful. You know, we didn't them. see them. We we saw it with other bands. No, I didn't they, see them do it. Did they, they do it too? They did it because... Um, here's a funny story to end it. I keep yeah. going on. Are we there? Uh, we're not even at the hour, so we got loads of time. Yeah. Are you cool? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Dave Harge, you know Dave Harge from The Loved Ones? I don't I don't know. 
super cool guy i did yeah. a great podcast with him but the first maybe 20 minutes of it yeah. got erased yeah and i open with so you're good friends with skibber yeah and uh you guys are tight but skibber's in blink 182 and before skibber joined blink 182 blink yeah. 182 played a festival and you posted a picture of their like tom mark and travis three faces going yeah. these faces do not need passes do not stop them yeah. do not interrupt them oh, they can go anywhere that was the one that went crazy yeah huh? and dave took a yeah. picture of it and was like what the fuck yeah rightly so calling out because it's bullshit i mean yeah. you're not fucking sting yeah i mean whoever does that i, I kind of think is bullshit but yeah. blink 182 <laughs> and so dave yeah. called it out and then i was like i have to ask now skibber's in the band and you're his yeah. mate i was like yeah. did you two ever talk about that and we had a really good conversation about like what went down behind the scenes, but it got erased, and it's one of the, the I guess the lost nuggets of life oh, in the stocks. Oh man! But I mean, it's such fucking bullshit, isn't it? Let's be honest, like it's, it's very, bullshit. Like when anyone posts a picture of them and says, "I shouldn't even have to raise a pass," you're a little self-important. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you don't want to show your pass, basically anyone who goes to a show, all you got to do is act important and act like you belong. And when you come up to the security guard, you just go, what's up, dude? Look him this in the eye. This is my pass. It's yeah. my face. Yeah. You go, hey, hey, bud, what's up? And you walk right past him. You'll never have to show a pass. Anyone at any show could do that, though. When I go to, out in a festival and I don't have my pass, it's what I do. It always works. You just act like you belong. Then you do belong. My tactic, and it's not yeah. so much a tactic, it's just more a life approach, is yeah. on your way out, you just make friends with the dude that's manning the door. Yeah. And you make sure that he remembers your face as a nice guy. You have a chat with him. You ask yeah. his name. You have a conversation. You get to know each other. Yeah. And then you exit. So then when you come back in, he's like, yeah, I know you. We had a yeah. fucking awesome conversation an hour ago. Come yeah. on in, Matt. Yeah. Don't be a dick. Be nice. Yeah, exactly. It's pretty fucking simple. It, it's, right? it's a good life lesson. It's kind of something you can incorporate into everything. I want to yeah. give you a present in return for spending time with me. What's Ask that? me anything you want. You might not give a shit about any of it, but I want to know. Just put what, it on the table because you you really enjoy <laughs> Southern California. Like I hate Los Angeles. Do you? What do you really like about it? So is, it blows my mind. Is Hollywood Southern California? Yeah. It well, is. like because I love Hollywood. Yeah, you like Hollywood in Los Angeles. Okay, I live in yeah. Orange County. Okay, I don't want to go near Hollywood. To right. me, it's like so scummy. So when people like you come back and you go, "Oh my God, it's so amazing," I go, "Holy crap." To me, it's the dirtiest, grimiest yep. hell that And there I is. have friends from the UK who've gone to Hollywood yeah. with this like image in their head of, like I don't know, blockbuster movies, movie stars, yeah. glitz, glamour, fame, fortune. And then they arrive there, and they're totally bummed because they're like, this is a shithole. That is exactly why I love Hollywood. Yeah. Is because, and it goes way back, I think, to, I guess, the gold rush. Yeah. Is... America for me is this like still now new fucking evolving orb yeah. of dreams and yeah. the promise of hope and then ultimately in many cases the broken promise of hope. Oh yeah. And that without being too like weird is my yeah. fascination with the West Coast and Los Angeles and Hollywood in particular is because it's like a beacon of light yeah. for the lost and the hopeless. Yeah. People who are totally deluded in many cases with their skill set oh yeah or their like ability yeah and they go there and they go i'm gonna move there and just fucking make i'm gonna make something of myself yeah and 95 well 99.999 percent of the time it yeah. doesn't work out yeah but then with that failure comes a rebuilding of self 
and you meet freaks and weirdos and yeah. fringe cat and that's why i love it is like yeah. as a um as a like a writer and an observer of the world and the kind of outskirts of humanity is you can be in a dive bar in los angeles and everyone's like i'm an actor i'm oh, a everyone's an actor yeah uh, yeah right and i'm yeah. like well you're waiting on my table right now dude so yeah. let's fucking speed this up <laughs> bring me another drink my fries are cold <laughs> yeah right and that's why i love it is just yeah. it's fucking england is nothing like that anywhere yeah. Yeah. there is no like you get characters and weirdos in the uk like yeah. you do anywhere but there's a level of freakdom oh there is and everyone will walk down the street like tweaking out shouting at themselves yeah but no one bats an eyelid and that's why i love it is you walk down the street and I don't, it, it, for me, it's the juxtaposition, right? It's yeah. the it's the total like idea, fortune, fame, yeah. and then the dirt, grit, grind of the reality, and yeah. it's those two coexisting, totally opposing elements that make it for me yeah. a fucking fantastic place to be. And also, it's the only place in America I've been as an adult. Boston fascinates me. Yeah, San Francisco's amazing. San Francisco fascinates Chicago's me. Chicago's great. Chicago, yeah. New York, even places like Arizona yeah. and um, Seattle's Seattle. Great. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of really cool cities. America fascinates me full yeah. stop. I've always been like an Anglophile is someone from America who's obsessed with England. I don't yeah. know what the word would be. A Yankophile? <laughs> I could have many <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It there. sounds a bit fucked up, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm one of those. That, like every yeah. band, artist, filmmaker, writer, like Bukowski's one of my favorite. Like, yeah. I'm just obsessed with America yeah. because it's just, it's a crazy fucking place. Well, Los Angeles definitely is that place. <laughs> it's, it's like, for me, it's so dingy and dirty and so many broken people and broken dreams that yeah. it scares me away. That's why I live in the suburbs. But you're outside. a dad. And you, yeah. Like, you know, that, yeah. if I had kids to raise, I wouldn't want to be bringing them up in Hollywood. Oh, like, hell no. <laughs> like, you're going to be broken by the age of three. Yeah, like, definitely. Your psyche is going to be in tatters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going there as a solo, like, irresponsible, kind of just loose motherfucker yeah. to just embrace the fucking looseness of it all. And let me end the fucking podcast on what happened to me on my final night in Los Angeles, right? Yeah. This is some fucked up shit. I had insomnia for five days after I got home yeah. and I posted on Facebook. I was like, has anyone got any tips for insomnia? Because I've never had this before. Literally, I went five days, four nights with zero sleep. I went on a date with a girl on my last night in Los Angeles. Went yeah. to the Rainbow. She seemed like a cool chick. Love the Rainbow, though. I love the Rainbow. Yeah. I'd met Ron Jeremy two nights prior. I was like, I'm going to go back. going to take this girl. You're, you're going to meet someone there every time you go. That's the I great know, thing about the Rainbow. I didn't meet her there. I didn't meet her there. I met no, her. No, I mean like famous people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. In one yeah. night, there was Sendog from Cypress Hill, Ron yeah. Jeremy. Fuck, yeah. It was all going on. So I was like, even if the conversation is dry with this yeah. person, at least yeah. we can go be like, oh, there's him and blah, blah, yeah. blah. Two drinks in, 8 p.m. She's like, you want a bump? No way. Of cocaine. And I was yeah. like, I like the way this date's going. Hell, <laughs> hell yeah, I want a bump. <laughs> so I take this bag of drugs that she gives me to the toilet. Yeah. And I put my key in there. Obviously, I do a big selfish one because I'm like, <laughs> I don't know whether I'm going to get off in a second. So, And yeah. honestly, dude, I have never felt a burn like it. Like yeah. It was like the entire army of White Walkers invaded my nostril and yeah. just started fucking tearing the place apart and at that point i realized it was not cocaine and i started freaking out what did she give you it was crystal meth oh my god no what are you didn't sleep anyone carrying a bag like that across casually <laughs> and that is why i love la oh my god <laughs>
Um, ben, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, Thank dude. You. Appreciate it, man. I can't believe I just told the Crystal Meth story to end that podcast. So <laughs> That's a great fucking story. <laughs> deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.